0: what a lot of people don't realize is that a lot of times as women we expect that to happen <laughs> and that's such a horrible feeling of like such a gross thing to have to admit to but it's like you know like you just know that that's coming
1: that is Siobhan Ozege and this is Tiny Conversations I'm Brian Colley Siobhan is a writer for Fat Girl, Food Squad, and Shameless, two awesome publications, and is also someone who's been quite vocal about the comment made by TV host Steve Pakin. Recently Steve Pakin made some comments online about the difficulties of finding female guests for his show, The Agenda. I sat down with Siobhan outside of the lobby in her workplace to talk about that and generally women in the media here's that conversation you've been somewhat vocal about the stuff that's happened with steve and the agenda and basically him saying that they have all this trouble getting female guests and then the reasoning of why he thinks that is and so you can probably articulate it better than I can as to what's going on and what are some of the issues with what he's written (laughs) and said.
0: Um, So I think there's a lot of things that have come up from this. I think the biggest and most important thing that we should keep at the forefront is that, there are not a lot of female experts who are coming out and talking about things. And that's an important perspective to have. And we need to be actively encouraging people to feel like it's a safe space where they can, you know, sort of talk about the things they know about and share that perspective. Because, again, just kind of going back to that earlier conversation of, like, that's how people learn. It's, like, diverse, (laughs) Um, you know, sort of perspectives can really help everyone. Um, I think the problem with what he did (laughs) was essentially... He sort of took this, like, almost victim-blaming ret- rhetoric <laughs> of, like, women don't want to be on the agenda because X, Y, and Z. But never really sort of put himself in the position of a woman who would identify as an expert or who would consider being on television. I'm um, just, like, never really contextualized, like, why maybe either the scenario that, that they're presenting is problematic or why... As a general phenomenon, this is happening because it's not just the agenda that's having problems, like getting women to come on the show and getting women to actively speak out against things or to speak in favor of things or to even just present sort of like an expert opinion. And I think that there's a couple of things at play. So part of what happened um, after he put this blog post out was like, obviously, everybody went like (laughs) just off the rails um, with, I think, really good reason. Um, I think, like, there's a lot of things in his piece that were problematic where he sort of talked about, like, women being concerned about how they look on television and I think not really giving a fair um, perspective to that and just sort of mentioning it off-cuff, which obviously enraged a lot of people. Well, um, the, the
1: other thing was, um, just for people who might not be aware, uh, it was it, it was that he mentioned, he said, I think there's something in women's DNA. Yes. But he said it was women's DNA that... Um, they won't they'll make up excuses like they won't find if they have to take care of the kids they won't say okay i'll find someone to take care of the kids whereas a man will find someone to take care of the kids and it's in their dna that they'll yeah they'll say that their roots are showing and they won't show up because of that where a man wouldn't say that and i think there were a couple other examples but
0: that's the key one is just sort of (laughs) <laughs> this, I don't know, pinning it on women like, well, you're just naturally always going to make excuses and you're naturally just going to be really vain. Um, but I think I said it's so simplistic for him to say that. And I think that what he didn't take into account is that a lot of times if you are a single mother, <laughs> maybe you like can't afford childcare, so maybe that's why you're not going to go on the show. Maybe you don't have a partner who will, is going to take <laughs> the kid for you. Those are a lot of issues. And even in terms of talking about women feeling like they you know yeah oh their roots are showing or whatever I think part of that is this sort of lifelong I guess it's like lifelong barrage that you get of knowing that if you go on television you're in a photo any of these things and people are going to find something to tear you apart on (laughs) and I think what a lot of people don't realize is that a lot of times as women we expect that to happen (laughs) And that's such a horrible feeling and such a gross thing to have to admit to. But it's like, you know, like you just know that that's coming. And I think the other thing that he doesn't really talk about at all, and I think this is really important, is the safety concern that a lot of women have. I think if you go anytime <laughs> and read a column written by a woman, a study that's been published by a woman, even just women who are vocal on Twitter are just torn to shreds <laughs> all the time. They are threatened. They get horrible threats of rape and violence a lot of the time. You know, there's a a video game that was put up about a year and a half ago of a a woman who was sort of advocating for more female presence in video games. And then (laughs) a video game was actually created where you could beat her up. (laughs) Oh gosh! Um, Where you could just punch her face uh, until the whole screen went red. (laughs) If you thought that was going to happen to you, maybe you would willingly stay home. And that's horrible. And yet, if she goes on television and is an expert and then gets harassed online, all someone's going to say to her is, "Well, you knew that when you went on the t- well, you knew that when you went on the show." <laughs> and so in a lot of ways, I don't blame them. Like I don't blame women for not wanting to go on these shows and not wanting to put themselves out there because it can endanger them, it can also like ruin them online. Um, and I just think that I mean the agenda itself, I don't think, has a great record of making their female guests. Uh, like feel comfortable and you know look great on television and I don't mean that from an aesthetic point of view I mean that from like even just framing their issues and framing the conversation um but I just think that I don't know it was such a <laughs> I kind of hate this term but it was such like a mansplaining sort of way for him to be like well wait we, well ladies like we tried why won't you talk to us um and I think not seeing how that's part of the problem <laughs> is part of why people are so angry
1: I think one of the the key things, and I think about this a lot as as a man is recognizing well what are the where do I fit into this like what are the potential things, and just as a human being, I always look at like what are the potential influences and factors I might be having, positive or negative that is contributing to this result. And, um, I think when anyone talks and they go, here's, here's what you're doing, but they don't say, mm-hmm. here's what I'm doing. Um, here's where my responsibility lies. I think there's an issue. So what more could he have done?
0: I don't think he's like some scumbag. I don't think the agenda should like be defunded or any of that sort of stuff. But I do think that this is kind of a a problem that we're seeing in a lot of industries and we're seeing just sort of widespread in terms of like people not knowing how to approach individuals who have diverse backgrounds or who um, maybe don't fit their sort of norm and I think one of the things that they actually could have done is offer solutions and if you read his sort of original blog post there's no real concrete how can we make this place more inviting for you like what can we do that would sort of encourage you to be on our show and part of that is it seems like they didn't really talk to anyone before they put this out And I think even framing it as a, hey, we want to talk to you anonymously, whatever, just to get some ideas of what would encourage you to come on our show. And I think that that would have been a really big step. Um, I would have loved to see a program on the agenda sort of talking about why women are scared (laughs) to be sort of public figures. I think he filmed a show two days after that came out, or maybe even the the following day, But I still think that the show itself, and he himself, needs to be very vocal about why he thinks um, getting these voices on the show is important. And um, I think the other problem is that they've framed the whole thing as, like, we need gender parity, which I think goes sort of hand in hand with what I was talking about earlier of, like, tokenism, where any time you're like, well, in order for this show to be fair, we have to have 50% women. It's just a weird sort of way to frame it where He framed it more as, like, we need this for our stats and less for we actually want to hear from these voices. And I think that's where people got really enraged. It's kind of just making you feel like you're just being brought on the show because you fit into a box.
1: Yeah, I think a Band-Aid solution is, okay, well, let's just try and even the playing field by getting people of those groups that aren't represented. But you really have to ask... Why are just why is this just not naturally happening? Why can't we just say we are going to talk about the AIDS epidemic, and then boom, um, we we get these four experts, we get the four best people in the field, and those four best people in this one field don't all look the same. And then when we go to the next field, these four people in that field don't all look the same.
0: I mean, obviously that's part of like some of the systemic issues where a lot of times people who are coming from a different class background, a different race background, different gender background are not able to get those opportunities. And I think that's sort of like a whole other different discussion. But I think any time that that's like how you're approaching a television show or a newspaper or a radio station, any of those kinds of things, I think that's really problematic. And I think that we sort of have to be actively changing our policies to encourage those voices
1: tiny conversations is a podcast featuring small discussions on big ideas if you like this episode you can subscribe in itunes or stitcher Also, you can find Siobhan on Twitter at
0: Sio, which is S-I-G-H double underscore O-H.
1: I tweet at Brian Colley. Thanks for listening.